This is the Neil Evans Says Podcast. This week, Neil Evans Says... The big dress rehearsal for the Cox Plate. Just think it stacks up at weight for age. Only has to give Animo a kilo. Now McDonald gets busy on Zaki on the inside and they're two lengths clear from Profondo. Zaki's starting to go through his gears now, the eight-year-old. Number three, Golden Mile coming through that very strong Sydney form as the clear horse to beat. Golden Mile laying it on Basquiat. Got the upper hand though, Golden Mile. Very strong late. Yes, and welcome to the Neil Evans Says podcast. It's a massive day at Caulfield this Saturday and Neil Evans is about to give us his tips for the Caulfield Guineas, the Turak Handicap and the Might and Power Stakes. And then we'll finish off with a preview of the Silver Eagle at Royal Ramwick. Welcome, Neil Evans. G'day, Sumsy. Before we get going, Neil, I just want to play back something to you from last week's episode. We had a special guest on the show. Here we go. It's the one I want to be on for sure to win the Group 1 flight stakes at set, set weights. Number one, Fireburn. You mentioned Zoo Gotcha. Now, tell me, who is that dog that's barking in the background? Oh, that's our, our resident and very lovely little Chihuahua, who's seven years old, goes by the name of Mui. Macy Mu is her real name, but she's got this unique ability just to arc up with that piercing little bark just when you don't want it to. There's something going on there because what I thought was interesting is when you started telling us that Fireburn was going to win the flight stakes, Mui started barking and I think he was trying to tell us you were on the wrong horse because Fireburn came fourth and when you mentioned Zoo Gotcha, he went silent. Oh, please. I think you're spot on there, mate, because, uh, yeah, I've had recurring nightmares about Fireburn. Uh, not being able to run over him on that wet track out there at Ram because they're trackside. Just make sure Mui is there sitting next to you this week, all right, because we're going to start following uh, Mui's tips rather than yours, I think. Fair enough. All right, let's start with Caulfield on Saturday. It looks like the track is a good four. And uh, race eight, the Group 1 Caulfield Guineas over a mile at set weights and penalties. Three million prize money, first run in 1881, and some absolute champions have won it. The great Tullock in 1957, Luskin Star in 77, Manicato 78, Reduce Choice in 1999, and Lonro in 2001. And last year's winner, Animo, we'll get to him shortly for the might and power stakes. How do you see the Caulfield Guineas mapping out, Neil? Yes, mate, that's a very nice honour roll you uh, toddled off there. Some real stars. I don't think there's any horses like that going around in the 2022 edition. Look, I, I expect the track to play a little bit under good form, and it's not a strong Caulfield Guineas. Those at the top of the market, particularly one going down from Sydney, should boss the race and dominate the market. There's plenty going around that are there for not much more than practice, I have to say. And that's because there's a couple of big three-year-olds, Jack and O's going to the Everest and Af Cabin, very good three-year-old has been sidelined through a setback. So that, for me, Sumsey leaves number three, Golden Mile, coming through that very strong Sydney form as the clear horse to beat. This is fourth up. I just love the preparation here, mate. Fourth up for Godolphin. Uh, strong, strong finisher. Getting to the mile now at the right time of the prep and just comes through those superior form races. Group three winner, two starts back, finishing hard from midfield, and then really fought on strong in that group one Golden Rose Uh, as we recall a fortnight ago. That is superior form, and that is why I think Golden Mile peaks here from a good gate and wins the Caulfield Guineas. Okay, and who you got for second and third? Look, the dangers are up the top there. I think the top three saddle cloths will be in the money. Tier one is the value. It's around $10-11. Last start win at Group 2 level in the stud stakes at the Valley. Not quite in the class of the top selection, but going well, will hit the line. I think it's value. And we leave in number two, Berkeley Square, trained at Ballarat, who's won four from five, won its last two. This is a step up. 
Uh, but as I say, not a strong race, so I expect Berkeley Square to be in the finish. So a bit of confidence here, mate. Three to beat one and two. Race nine is the Group 1 Turak Handicap, over 1,600 set weights and penalties, $1 million in prize money. And despite the wide barrier, most of the money at this point looks to be on number five, the Peter Moody trained I Wish I Win with Luke Nolan on board at about $2.70, Neil. Yes, indeed, uh, Sumsey. And look, a worthy favourite, I Wish I Win. That Underwood Stakes meeting on the Sunday at Sandown that we previewed, that was a massive win, I Wish I Win. It was held up. Uh, for a long way back in the field, had to change course, still burst through a gap at about the 150 and put them away well. Uh, it's a really, really promising horse, lightly raced, two from two. And no question for me, deserves to be at the top of the market. Might have to go back and try and tuck in from a wide gate. I'm going to stick with number 13, Pinstriped, that I did like on that same Sunday, uh, which will be 13 days ago. Just suffered a little bit from a muddling sort of tempo back in the field. Took a long time to wind up. But I think now over the mile, with a bit more pressure up front, a bit more tempo to allow the back markers to get into the action, I think really suits number 13, Pinstriped. Uh, it'll get back as well. Big, big finish here. I always think this has been the target, uh, the two-rack handicap over the mile. So for me, Sumsy at the value, 13, Pinstriped to win. Definitely number five, I wish I win, going great guns in for second. It'll be hitting the line hard. And for third, I'm going to leave in there Tuvalu. Number eight, second up. We were on first up, you'll recall, it was a good run. I think this has been a good target race for Tuvalu as well. Just concerned about the inside gate uh, where it gets there. They might be getting out in the middle late in the day. So uh, I've left it in for third. So Group 1, Turak Handicap, always a good race. 13 pinstriped at the value to win to beat five. I wish I win. And number eight, Tuvalu in for third. And I'm going for number one, call sign Mav, because I'm a massive Top Gun fan. <laughs> oh, yes. Maverick. And going all right too. Yes, indeed. Second up winner, Denny O'Brien. The stable tends to come very good at this time of the year. And at $27, why not? Why not, indeed. Okay, let's now jump back to race seven at Caulfield. The Group 1 Might and Power Stakes. It's wait for age for three-year-olds and up, formerly known as the Caulfield Stakes, but renamed last year after the great champion Might and Power. 2,000 metres, one of the big lead-ups to the Cox Plate. And what a field, Neil. Eight absolute champion runners. This would have to be the race of the day, wouldn't it? By far and away, this is the race of the day in the country, of course, and aptly named after the great might and power who won all those great wait-for-age races, including uh, the 98 Cox Plate after the Melbourne Cup. Uh, the combatants, we've seen them before. The only real addition here made is Seven Animo. Of course, the star four-year-old who's won two from two this, this prep. Switching down south now three weeks after it won the Group 1, George Main. We'll go around favourite. I'm sticking strong and hard here with the big tank up the top, Zaki. It did loom up to win that race at Sandown just a bit flat late when it tried to run down Alligator Blood, who got his way in front, just peaked on the run. But, you know, getting up to this trip now, this is the sort of trip Zaki wants. The big dress rehearsal for the Cox Plate. Just think it stacks up at weight for age. Only has to give Animo a kilo. And I think if Zaki's going to boom back to his best, this will be the race. So I do like Zaki at the value to win. You should get close to $5. Must leave Animo in there, the four-year-old, uh, as the big threat to run second. Look, there's any number who could get into the money. Probably three and four. Alligator Blood, who just keeps getting tested over longer trips, but fighting on like a bulldog, was very good at Sandown in the Underwood. Leave Alligator Blood in for third. Mr. Brightside let us down last start in that same race. I think he was unsuited at the start. Moanga went forward. He ended up settling a bit further back than you would like. But I expect Mr. Brightside from a slightly better gate to push forward here and be up there. So not a lot between the four of them. Great race. Zaki on top. 
Animo the Hardest to Beat, followed by Alligator Blood and Mr. Brightside. Okay, so that's one, seven, three, and four for Neil. But I tell you what, any of them could win, couldn't they? I'm thunderstruck. Yeah, look, you're right. Uh, yeah, Benno's very promising fourth up. Uh, and Moanga, they rode it differently last start. It was a bit of a, a spanner in the works going forward. But Moanga, we know the ability it's got and is capable. So, yeah, a really high-class tactical race. So there you go. That's the Group 1 Might and Power Stakes, and that is Race 7 at Caulfield. Let's shoot back up to Ramwick now, to Sydney, and Royal Ramwick, where the weather will play a key role this Saturday. As we record this podcast, Neil, we've seen over 30 millimetres in the last 24 hours, over 60 millimetres in the last week at Ramwick. It's uh, shaping up to be a heavy 10 at this stage. There are buckets and buckets of rain still to come. Gee, I mean, they might even abandon this meeting if it rains that much. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a late transfer of the meeting to Rose Hill, simply because the Everest is coming up in a week. They want to protect the course proper. And as you say, there's a ton of rain to come. Uh, we'll just, you know, have to track it along for the next 24 hours. But one thing's for sure, Sumsy, we will be on a genuine heavy track. Look, if it does go ahead, the Silver Eagle race eight over 1,300 metres at set weights and penalties for four-year-olds. $1 million prize money and a pretty open field for this one, Neil. The favourite is number two, Mr Mozart, at around $3.80 from an outside alley. And the British import trained by Chris Waller, number 12, Waterford, looking to make it four wins in a row and pretty handy at $8.50. How do you see the Silver Eagle? Wide open race, the Silver Eagle. Dress rehearsal for the big one, the Golden Eagle, in three weeks' time. You mentioned a couple there that should be right in the finish. The one or the one I think is the best value in the race is number nine, Lock Eagle. It was a first-up winner for Chris Lees up there at Newcastle. This is a, not only just a very, very good wet tracker, this is a horse that placed in Group 3 company at Eagle Farm over the Queensland Carnival, yeah. had a spell, come back, beat a very handy benchmark 78 field at Canterbury, storming home from the back. It just looks like this is a horse that's come back so much stronger. It's a stallion. And, look, I think it's worthy of the step up here. This is tougher, of course, but I think Lock Eagle's going great guns. And I like the fact he's drawn out. I think late in the day on a heavy 10, they'll be getting wide, wide out. So I think it's enormous value around the $13 mark, number nine, Lock Eagle. You mentioned Waterford, number 12, high-class import for Chris Waller, right in the mix, one, two back, gets through the ground beautifully and is drawn out as well. Mr Mozart, I'll leave in for third because its first up run was good for, for the Hawks camp and it is drawn the widest gate. So watch out for that pattern there to suit Mr Mozart. And even number 14, Espiona, who's had a habit of letting punters down, but she's third up now. She hit the line from well back last start, and if she's going to peak, the 1,300-metre trip here, just back a little in trip, will suit. Also, she's drawn out as well. So I'm going wide, not just in the market, but the barriers as well. Number nine, terrific value in the Silver Eagle, Lock Eagle, to beat 12 Waterford. Two Mr Mozart will probably run favourite in a wide race and putting in 14 Espiona as the next best. So there you go, the Silver Eagle Race 8 at Royal Ramwick on Saturday. Fingers crossed for that meeting to proceed with all the rain around. Well, you can follow Neil Evans on Twitter and get his quaddies for Ramwick and Caulfield. His Twitter handle is at Neil Evans Mail, at Neil Evans Mail. We release the podcast every Friday morning by 8am. Look out for us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. Don't forget to share us. Great job, Neil. I think you've earned yourself another drink after that effort this week. And I thought we'd raise a toast to the great might and power who you mentioned before, won the Caulfield and Melbourne Cups in 1997 and the Cox Plate in 1998. 
And of course, the owner of Might and Power, Nick Moraitis, who sadly passed away at 87 in June this year. I had the great pleasure of meeting Mr. Moraitis a few times, Neil, one of the great characters of Sydney markets. I've got a quick Nick Moraitis story. Lovely, lovely man. When I was back at Fox, we went out to Flemington Markets after he'd won that Cox Plate. And I think Nick was still a bit hungover, as you would be. The great Might and Power, the tank, the front-running tank. Nick gets the plate out of his boot of his car, drops it, hits me on the foot. We had the cameras rolling, of course, and then proceeded to roll down Flemington Road. We had to run like Usain Bolt to get it back. It had a couple of dents in it. Uh, a bit like Laurie Daly dropping the Premiership Cup in the middle of Canberra, but you're entitled to do that when you're celebrating. But we eventually got the plate back. We did a nice interview with Nick, and he truly, he truly sums he was one of the great gentlemen of the turf. He loved his horse racing, and who could ever forget Nick's response after winning the Cox Plate with Might and Power when live on TV he was asked how he felt about winning $1 million. And what did he say, Neil? He said, F the money. What about that? Neil, this is a family show. Do you mind? <laughs>